0: Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We're back live at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He's a coach, Greg Campy. Coach, we're back at RJ's Pub. It's been a minute.
1: Yeah, we get two weeks in a row we get, we get here, so uh, I've eaten quite a bit today.
0: <laughs> take, <I've>, take, <laughs> us, take us through. We, I've, been here, I've been here since 2
1: o'clock now so uh so two meals yeah two meals
0: take us through oh. coach this because well, I, like had a tradition. Slim, I
1: had the slim jim for lunch got it the slim if you haven't had the slim jim you got to try the slim jim i think it's their best sandwich and uh russ has this concoction now this cream cheese dip concoction with your, your chips that's got garlic in it and everything so that's kind of why i'm sitting over by the Everybody thought I was sitting by the Girl Scout cookies, but it's more I ate that garlic stuff. So
0: Well, we have that, too, and uh, Cam Evans of the Evans Law Group brought up some Girl Scout cookies, which we'll, well be giving H- some,
1: we'll some away during give the Haley show. The, give her the, the credit, though
0: was it Haley.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Cam. Give her the
0: credit. <laughs> I, I will. Thanks, Haley, for the uh, <laughs> for the Girl Scout cookies. But we'll be giving those away. It's an action-packed uh, Greg Campy show. Keisha Blanton, the acting head coach for the women's basketball team, is in the house. We'll talk to her coming up about 7.15. They've won two or three. So they're starting to make their move as well. That's right. Giving up for Keisha, everybody. And uh, I know Eric Pogue, the men's soccer coach, is here with the men's soccer team. They're up there right now. It's, uh, it's, it's a packed house in here, Coach, as always, as we've come to expect.
1: Uh, it's, it's that time of the year we need to, to get going. It's February, and our team understands that. And this big big next two weeks at home with four games, and uh, games that we, we're going to have to find a way to win. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens tomorrow night to start it off.
0: Yeah, Cleveland State in town, Youngstown State on Saturday as well. And as you talked about, four home games in a row. And, and Coach, the, the, the history with this team, it uh, certainly has been that February's been your time of month, and you guys certainly have made moves in the past in February. You hope that continues, right?
1: Well, I like, I like the way it started. You know, I went over Detroit, at Detroit on the road, and then we went to the two best teams in the league, and I think they've proven by far that they are the two best teams in the league. Um, and I thought we played very, very well, uh, much better than we played them at home a month ago uh, the first week of January. Uh, we had a chance to win both games. Uh, we couldn't figure it out and, and get the wins on the road, but I think the team felt very good getting on the bus, coming home from Wright State. I, I, they were highly disappointed that we, you know, weren't able to, to win the game, uh, but they, I think they felt really good about the progress they've made and the, and the strides they've made. We, we had a chance to beat Northern Kentucky on Thursday night. We had the ball with less than 10 seconds to go for the ninth time this year. Uh, we, we couldn't finish it and as deflating and as disappointing as that is that that wasn't just some average team that We had played on the road. That was Northern Kentucky who has Arguably the best player in the league back from injury and they're playing very well since he got back they haven't lost and they're probably not going to lose very many and, and Very easily they could have lost that night. We it's disappointing for us that we didn't get a shot off you know, I, I was not real happy after the game with the final play the final nine seconds but the fact that we battled back we got break we hadn't this team hasn't gotten very many breaks and we got a break late that sharp missed the 85 percent free throw shooter missed the front end of a one and one and gave us the opportunity to win and uh as i said after the game we had you know we went off the reservation a little bit uh, didn't didn't execute the way we needed to and it's another You know, notching our belt that, you know, has hurt us all year with doing that and hopefully this was the one that got everybody's attention that, you know, man, we we had a guy get thirty seven points or thirty three or whatever he had in that game not and not get an opportunity to to continue the hot hand and win the game was very disappointing to just not the coaching staff but to the players too. So I I felt that, you know, it, it really, really made an impact on our team. Uh, this past week and I, I guess we'll find out tomorrow night and Saturday how big of an impact it made.
0: And Coach, when, when you look at it from that perspective to having the ball in that last possession, coming down with 10 seconds to go, all these one possession games that, that have gone against you, do you do you get the feeling that maybe you guys are our old one <laughs> at, at one time here and I know that's I know coaches that's not the way that you guys think, that's not the world that you guys live in but you know, these things always usually have a way of sorting themselves out. I mean you guys have a couple in in the credit bank, don't you?
1: Well, we we, we, we can go back about four years now on this. Right. Uh, I mean, our season has ended the last four years on one possession games, uh, one point losses, three of the last four years, and uh, down two. We you know one of the greatest players in Oakland history missed a layup to tie a game uh, four years ago, and uh, you know so. If you look at how our season ended the last four years, it's been disappointment with one possession loss. Two of those four years, we had the ball to win and didn't make it. And two of the four years, the other team had the ball to win and they beat it both years. And so, if you believe in those kind of things, yeah, I think we've something's going to happen come our way. You know, I've we've lost games where guys have thrown it in from three-quarter court, half court falling out of bounds with their off hand from 30 feet and it's been a long time i I don't remember i think duke monday made a shot to win a game maybe five six years ago yeah um
0: they broke in on espn for that game i remember the ending of that yeah
1: yeah so it's been a while since you know we've thrown one in like that so maybe maybe it's in our future maybe maybe it's a game that sends us to the nsa tournament who knows Pierre dukes did it a few years ago and Seems like it's been a long time. So
0: Well, well that's foreshadowing, Coach, to uh, some of the Twitter questions we have. And you guys can tweet questions as well if you're listening right now. If you're here in the house at RJ's Pub, just send a tweet with the hashtag Ask Campy. Reread those. we got a good stack of those to get to a little bit later on. But, you know, Coach, I, I think what you talked about when you mentioned, because I, I had that feeling too walking out of the gym, and you and I even talked about that walking out of the gym in Wright State. There was a, a bit of a different feel. You know, yeah, certainly the, there was the defeat. But where you guys were in that basketball game, with with six minutes to go, that was that was a back and forth game. That w- that was a that was an even game, and it was all on the table.
1: Yeah, but we still didn't do what you have to do to win. We had cut it to two, and we had a free throw, and we missed it. Then we got a stop, and we missed a, a very close shot. And then we got another stop, and we dribbled it off our foot out of bounds again, um, which we've done three or four times at, at crunch time this year. So, you know, we've still got to get by that. We've got to have somebody be the alpha dog and step up and and you know at crunch time you know you you know i've said this for 40 years players make plays, and you know we we try and put them in a position where they can do the best that they can and but they've still got to make the plays they got to make the free throw they've got to finish from wherever it is they they've got to try and stay on the reservation and do what we ask them to do and you know there's been so much of that go wrong this year that like I said, I just felt that I've got their attention right now on this. I think they're tired of it. I think they're you know 0 and nine. I've never heard of anything like that. You know, I, I was watching the <coughs> Cincinnati, UConn game the other day, and and they were talking about UConn's team, how they had lost, <coughs> they had played nine uh, games with within four, not just single possession games, nine games within four points, and they were two and seven. What a difference their season would be if they were just seven and two and and I'm, that's really bad, but we're 0-9. Right, you're saying, you know, uh, don't don't and,
0: cry for me, Argentina, right? <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm just
1: saying, I've never, never have I seen, in all the years of doing this, nine times that you've been there and, and not been able to get, you know, the ball roll around and go in once. And um, and that is, it's tough on the players. I mean, it's tough on the psyche and things like that. And I give them a lot of credit. I think I think they've had enough, and I, I don't, really want a one-point game in our future anywhere near but if one comes I believe it you know I think we'll execute better and we'll do well somebody's gonna step up and make the shot
0: what about that too, coach with with the mentality of this team to to have those breaks go against them and, and when you come to practice the next day you know I'll be around practice and, and I keep waiting for it to take a toll and it just it doesn't seem to with these guys I mean that they, they do continue to bounce back they do continue to put themselves in that situation again and they keep coming back for more I mean they are able to shake it off to their credit
1: Yeah, one of the things we've talked about since day one with what happened in the offseason and coming in with 10 new players and you know I I think people if if people really know me um, they know that you know I'm not really going to try and pull the wool over our players eyes or coach speak is not really part of me I, I just try and tell the truth and tell them how I feel and one of the things we talked about from the beginning is you know we're gonna have a hard time winning the league championship this year regular season championship because you know we've got some holes we've got guys that haven't played we don't know what's gonna happen with, with Rashad with the the ruling on that and we've got you know point guards that have never played and you know the night we played our first game at Delaware which we almost beat a really good team that was one of those one possession games and we realized that we played six guys that had never played a Division one basketball game. and then the next night we played three more that had never played in a Division one basketball game. And so you you realize that and you try not to fool anybody because I think if you put expectations out there, and then they will, you know, and, and we've talked all along that our whole season this year is based in on March. and that we want to be our best version of, of team 50, whatever number this is. In March, and that's all we've talked about. We've never said anything different. We've never said, oh, we can't win the league now. Oh, we're, we have to win this game to do this. We have Now we've talked about trying to get a home game, that it's going to be easier to win the tournament if you play at home. But maybe not. You know, for us, maybe not. Because for some reason, as we talked about two weeks ago on this show, the, n- the numbers are staggering defensively on the road versus at home. Do, what you, do you
0: have any theories on that?
1: Oh, we we as a coaching staff had a meeting on it, trying to figure it out. You know, it started about four years ago. We didn't play very well at home com- it with with a veteran, really good team, and so we thought, you know, let's let's turn it into being like on the road. So we we spent a lot of money to go sp- the night before games to to go. St- we stayed at the Centerpoint Marriott. We fed them on the road like uh, we fed them at home like we did on the road. We treated them, and I didn't see a, a change of that. I, I you know my theory. Is probably far-fetched and not right but I think it's that they, they put too much pressure on themselves at home that, that you know we've got the best student section we've got you know an unbelievable environment and atmosphere and teams come here and a lot of teams don't get to play in the Horizon League a lot of teams don't get to play in that atmosphere and all of a sudden you know it's they're getting called things and names and the student sections in it and and. and
0: their juice gets going a right. little bit, right? And
1: so I think you'll see that, and then our—I I just think you know—we're worried about how many tickets we got, how we're going to play in front of nine people. That my family's coming in there. It's a theory. I don't know if I'm anywhere right or not, but it's got to change. I mean, it's not college basketball. The home team is supposed to win. Seventy-five percent of the time they play, the home team is supposed to win, and and we have we i think Tony said in the meeting we've lost four of our last five home games or you know i i try not pay attention yeah. to those things but ugh. so you know we've got to change that and this off season, i think it's something that we'll work with real hard i'm getting a little bit off based on your question is so no we don't our season is like it hasn't even started our season is going to be a really short four-game season we hope that turns into postseason but it's it's going to be a four-game season and you know Hopefully, we play all four games, and so everything we do is gearing up to that. Um, so I, I think we can overcome these these you know setbacks that we have. I've never done this in all my years of doing this, um, but it was the I think it was the right thing to do with this group.
0: So we're, what we're going to do is this. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Keisha Blanton, the head, the acting head women's basketball coach here for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. They've won two of their last three. We'll get to know Keisha a little bit and talk about their program as well as they got some good things going on. A little bit later on, we're going to give away some Girl Scout cookies too, Coach. I'm going to leave you in charge of that, okay?
1: Well, I, no, you're in charge of that. I, we, if I'm in charge of it, I, while Keisha's talking, those are going to my car. Well, so.
0: yeah, well, see, here's, here's the thing, Coach, is like, I, I said it before, I said, oh, there's three boxes of Girl Scout cookies up here, and then you said, no, 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 there's only one, but right. there's three, but there's only one.
1: Well, there's, I see a bag that somebody's got your name on it, so there's, I don't know, Neil, let's get to commercials, <laughs> so Keisha can get up
0: here. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Keisha Blanton, the acting women's head basketball coach, will join us when we return. This is the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. US News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you?
2: Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars. Having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services
0: offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485, or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com.
2: Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show, and go Golden Grizzlies. Rally House, shop every team in town, college and pro. Come on, it's time to go.
1: Visit Rally House's nine retail locations in the Detroit Metro for the latest in golden grizzly gear or your favorite local pro or college team. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, Spartans, Chippewas, everything Michigan. Rally House, Rally House. It's your
3: city, it's your house. It's the Rally
1: House. Shop ten locations in Michigan and online at rallyhouse.com.
0: Welcome back to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. We're back with the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, and right now, as promised, we're joined by the acting head coach of the women's basketball team. She is Keisha Blanton here at RJ's. Keisha, what's going on? Give it up for Coach Blanton, everyone.
3: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. It's great to have you here. You said something that was astonishing to me, and and I'm sure will be astonishing to the listening audience as well. We were talking because uh, Coach Campy was rolling around here looking like Santa Claus, uh, (laughs) delivering Girl Scout cookies to everybody. And I asked you, I said, what's your favorite? And you said, no, you're not about that life.
3: No, I'm not a sweets person. Uh, Maybe some ice cream, but I sold Girl Scouts cookies long enough to to have had my fair share. I'm good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of good, you guys have been good as of late. You've won two of your last three basketball games uh, for you. And when I look at what you guys have been able to do, at multiple points this season. You guys have been able to circle the wagons when when you hit a rough patch. You've been able to get the get the ship righted, get business handled, and that's what you guys have done as of late. Is that fair to say?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we have a mindset. Obviously, we want to go into every game and win. Um, but we have a young team, and a lot of it is learning and growing. And you know, we talk about as we come into these second round of games, just taking care of things we didn't take around and take care of in the first time. And uh, we're starting to do that. Starting to see that confidence and that growth and that maturity in a young team.
0: When you talk about young teams, too, and you tell me this, I'm just an idiot broadcaster. Uh, you forgot more <laughs> about basketball today than I'll ever know, uh, ever, because I can only watch the ball. You know, like I can't see what else is what else is going around. But it seems with young teams, the last thing that clicks, for whatever reason, are the details. You, know, yes. you you talk about those little details that make the difference between winning and losing. But why do you think that you have any theories on that, like why that is?
3: I mean, I just think with a young team, discipline is hard. And you've been able to probably do what you wanted to do throughout high school and throughout grade school and get away with it because you were the better athlete. You were the best player on the floor. Well, now everybody on the floor is as good or even that times better than you. So the details matter. And so with the young team, they have to break a lot of bad habits that they've been taught for a long time. And um, and we're trying to break them rather quickly. And we're doing it while we're learning um, during the season. So. It takes time
0: Keisha Blanton joining us here the acting women women's basketball coach for the Golden Grizzlies They've won two of their last three basketball games and and Keisha last time you and I talked on a Wear the bear podcast um, You know it of those two or three games the, the big one uh, Against that school down the road you guys have been able to handle your business in that too and that's that's always special I think for everybody at Oakland to get a chance to partake in that game because that is That is Oakland's Michigan-Ohio State. That is Oakland's Michigan-Michigan State. You were at Florida State for a long time. That is the Florida-Florida State.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, any time you can beat Detroit is a good thing. And I know, you know, our kids wanted to make it a little more interesting than I had hoped it (laughs) would be. Uh, They wanted to, you know, play come-from-behind victory. But, uh, you know, that – it is. It's the Florida State Florida rivalry. It's the one you never wanna wanna lose because then you gotta walk around with it until the next time you play them. And if you lose that second one, you gotta deal with it for a whole year. So. And
0: and it's unique too, given the nature of the Metro Series rivalry cup that goes on too. You have to answer. Like you're you're held accountable to the other coaches. And I remember Coach Campy, you know, has taken that so far as to you know in the office kind of bring that up when people fall short but luckily you won't have to answer to that
3: well luckily i mean the first time we played him he walked in after we won and he goes good thing you won we don't we don't like when you lose to detroit (laughs) i was like oh okay cool (laughs) so he let me he let it be known that we we definitely had to keep that one um going and winning Uh,
0: so speaking of going and winning that will be the goal for you guys as you guys go back out onto the road coming up this weekend you'll be at milwaukee and of course Uh, you'll be at Green Bay as well and you you know this and and anybody around the the Horizon League women's basketball knows that the road to that championship goes through Green Bay if you don't believe me go in that building and look at all those banners because they go on forever and uh, with with all that being said though you guys got the job done uh, in the game at the arena what do you have to do to take that a step farther and get a win there?
3: I mean, obviously, they're going to be hungry because we were able to beat them first. And I, I think That's what they, I'm saying, Coach. They, they came into the game. Um, I, I think they underestimated us. So we have to go back in with that same confidence. And for whatever reason, when our girls see Green Bay um, line up against us, we have a lot of confidence. And so we're going to keep that confidence. We're going to take shots. We're going to shoot the ball with confidence. And we're going to defend. And, um so our girls are very confident, and we're gonna take it one game at a time. So we got to focus on Milwaukee first. So we'll go and hopefully take care of business there on Friday. But like you said, it starts with the details and not making mistakes that hurt ourselves.
0: Well, that's a luxury I have being in the media. I don't have to take it one game at a time. I, I take I take it to that juicy storyline. That's that's your problem. You you Absolutely. have to deal you have to deal with that one game at a time. Keisha Plant joining us here on the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy you're with us on Detroit's 1130 AM, WDFN, The Fan, and the iHeartRadio app, wherever you're listening around the world. Make sure you check it out on the podcast as well, iTunes and SoundCloud. You search hashtag WhereTheBear, click subscribe, and you are in there. The latest episodes and everything downloads right to your phone. So, you know, a little bit of a unique situation for you, obviously, with Coach Tungate and, and the medical issues, uh, that that he's going through right now trying to get that back right again and, and coach if you're listening right now, you know we, 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 we miss you. There's there's no doubt about that and hope that you can get right and get healthy you know, uh, how how big of a challenge is that for you uh, to walk into that situation because certainly there there's stuff you want to continue to do, but there's also stuff you know that that you've been groomed to do that you want to do as well, right? It's, it's is it hard to to <laughs> do that balancing act?
3: Uh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know, when you step over to that seat, you have to do what you see best, and right. you know, I talk to Coach Chongate a lot, and he's always there to help me or answer questions or provide his opinion, whatever. Um, even if and, even if you don't ask for even it, if sometimes un, un, unsolicited. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I mean, I think you have to do you know you have to have have a post on your team, sure. and you have to do what's best for the team—not necessarily what I want to run or what he wants to run, but what's going to be best for the team and put them at um, a position to be most successful. And that's what we're doing. I mean, it changes game to game. You see, we've changed right. some lineups. You've seen people. Um, Alana Blackwell has been amazing the last two games. So you know, we're in a ride that hot hand, and different people step up on us uh, for us for a different nights. So. It's an unusual situation, but um, it's truly been a blessing. I've had the opportunity to show that um, you know I'm more than a recruiter; that I can coach the game as well. So uh, it's been a fun ride so far, but we we don't plan on being done anytime soon. I
0: know there's there's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, I certainly want to keep things rolling, uh, no question. But coach, your background—you came from Florida State, and as far as women's basketball go now you're now you're talking nationally ranked now you're talking about expectations not to go to the ncaa tournament that's not the expectation the expectation no. is to go and do damage once you get in there a very high level basketball school yes. and it's something that i've talked about on the sports radio side is certainly on the men's side with florida state they're you know duke and carolina get all the headlines yes but florida state's got that record and that's something too i think I, on both sides of basketball in the acc Florida State people sleep on Florida State a they little do. bit in the ACC, don't they? But, they do. You know what? What? What have you brought from Florida State that that tra- you know that carries that travels with you up here to Oakland?
3: Um, I think um, anything. You know, I had the opportunity. Uh, Coach Hamilton on the men's side is one of my mentors. I talk to him every day, and then Coach Sue, I talk to often also. And I've had the luxury to be at programs that have a standard. And no matter how the season is going, no matter what they're ranked, that standard does not change. Um, So I think that's something that we've brought here is we're going to have a standard. And every day and every practice, we're going to maintain that standard. And we're going to do what we do regardless of who we're playing and regardless of what's going on. We keep a standard whether players are hurt, whether players are in or out. Our standard does not change. Next man up has to do just as much as the um, person before them. Yeah, and
0: it's interesting, too, because that seems to be the mentality and the mindset. When when I talk to people, uh, Coach Smith here, Smitty, with with the Golden Grizzlies, came from Utah in the Power Five as well. That's a very Power Five-esque mentality is you're here, so you can play. If, yes. if you couldn't play, you wouldn't be here. Absolutely. And since you're here, you can play. And since you can play, you're expected to.
3: Yes. And that's one of the things they taught me. They never wavered in their standards. And then, you know, at Florida State, it's kind of like Coach Campy said, winners win. So, you know, when the game is on the line, you have to find a way to win and you have to get it done. And that's the mentality they had and they taught me. And uh, it's been great. And it's great when you can lean on those people and call them when you have a a rough game like on Saturday and you can talk through the game of not only the mistakes that we made as a team, but what could I have done as a coach better? What would you have done in that situation? So um, it's just truly a blessing to have those people in my corner and... And they always have my back. So. I,
0: I know the answer to this question before I ask it, because coaches pretty much have a universal answer to this. The high of winning versus the low of losing. Compare and contrast.
3: Uh, I don't know what the universal. My answer is winning is fun. Losing is not. Right, right. But I, I'm talking <laughs> about, like, the high of winning versus the low of
0: losing. What's What's more intense?
3: Uh, probably the lower losing, and definitely that, that's the lower losing. Answer, yeah. Uh, that that losing doesn't compare to winning, and uh, I tell our, our players all the time. I hate losing more than I love winning, and so they have to get that mentality of you have to hate losing to the point that winning's good, but losing it just can't happen. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a different type of, of high and low. It's it's a low. <laughs> uh,
0: no, well, it's it's funny though, Keisha. Like when I talk to you, you say that so matter of fact, and you you have a, a look in your eye you have a look on your face like i hate losing and then you like move on like you the the sun will come up tomorrow and and we'll all move on and everything like that i mean it's just it's ingrained in you isn't it
3: oh definitely i mean um my parents used to say like um when we would play games at home like we would play 50 times and if i lost we had to play until i won I'm not going to bed on a loss. So we would play the game 50 times. And once I got my win, I was out of there. <laughs> so, so, yes. Uh, yeah, the sun comes up tomorrow, but it doesn't shine as bright after that's the loss. What I'm, that's, that's
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> Keisha Blanton joining us here, the acting women's basketball coach for the Golden Grizzlies, their season, uh, obviously, as well, uh, coming down the final stretch. What about that? I, I talked about it with Coach Campy. I'll talk about it with you. Uh, do do the girls know? You know, do, do, does the team know? It's February. It's it's moving time, right?
3: Absolutely. We talk about it. We don't hide anything from them. We talk about where we are in the standings. If the season ended today, this is who we're playing. Um, and it's funny, we went through it. And if the season ended today, we would play Milwaukee. So they have to treat this game on Friday like it's the first round of the tournament. So what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. But we're you know, March is that next yes that next yes. month on the calendar.
3: Absolutely. It's the best in college great things happen isn't? in March.
0: Absolutely. Keisha, you were great uh, up you. here tonight. I certainly do appreciate you coming up here tonight, carving out some time, you know, as you guys get ready to hit the road. And uh, you're doing great things, and I'm certainly appreciative.
3: Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks, Coach Campy, for having me. And uh, I know tonguegates listening, so keep getting better.
0: <laughs> there you go. Keisha Blanton, everybody, the acting women's head coach for the Golden Grizzlies here at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. We come back. We'll uh, tackle Twitter with Coach Campy. I think he's giving out all the Girl Scout cookies. Uh, I don't think there's any left. There's just uh, some, some skull and crossbones of some empty boxes. We'll be right back with more. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We were
3: born this way, forged in the same fire.
1: Right now, employee lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2017 Dodge Journey for 269 a month.
0: Rally House shop every team in town, college and
2: pro. Come on, it's time
1: to go. Visit Rally House's nine retail locations in the Detroit metro for the latest in Golden Grizzly gear or your favorite local pro or college team.
2: Lions, Tigers, Redskins, Pistons, Spartans, Chippewas, everything, Michigan. Rally House. Rally House,
1: it's your city, it's your house, it's the the Rally House. Shop 10 locations in Michigan and online at rallyhouse.com.
0: Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this, I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team, real estate. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy, and coach, uh, he played Santa Claus with all those Girl Scout cookies. People walking out of here happy.
1: Oh well, yeah, I, if they didn't take them.
0: I, I see that look fif- in your eye right 15 now.
1: Fifteen pounds in a week i put on because every one of those thin mints would have gone in the my freezer tonight, and by midnight after the game tomorrow night, if things didn't go well, they'd all be gone, and if things went well, they'd all be gone. They'd all be gone. <laughs> Either way, the math equation works yeah. out the same.
0: Uh, I told everybody uh, when the show started they can tweet their questions with a hashtag #AskCamp. But we got some. Uh, that have come in. we got a long queue of them today. You ready to tackle those, Coach? Yeah, let's get at it. Yeah, absolutely. Brandon Scopa tweets at us, who's actually here to my right, enjoying some deep dish pizza. And Brandon, I'll actually give you one, because I, I have a ask campy question, but you're the insider right now, because you have the pizza. How's the pizza? Nick wants to know, how's the pizza up at RJ's?
1: Ten out of ten. There you go. So well, I, I think the pizza here is, he uses real pepperoni. You know, and you don't find that very no. often. You find the crap you get in a store, and he uses real pepperoni, and it's probably the only place I really put pepperoni on my pizza. I, I'm a sausage, ham, mushroom, banana pepper guy. Yeah. But here, if they're good. I'm a big banana pepper
0: guy on, oh, on the yeah. pizza. Hands. Oh, yeah. I'm a
1: big banana pepper guy. I like anchovies on pizza, too, but most yeah. people don't have that.
0: Yeah, you know what? I do, too. Like, they get a bad rap. They're pretty good, man. Yeah. It cer- certainly has a change. What about the whole pineapple on pizza debate? No, nah, I'm not that. No, not no, not. You cut that off right away. Yeah, I'm not a pineapple guy. <laughs> at Oakland U fan on Twitter with the hashtag Campy, Non-basketball question for you here, Coach. Your thoughts on the MSU football hire, and would you ever consider coaching football, maybe defensive coordinator or special teams coach? And I'll tell you this. Somebody thinks I could coach defense? <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Wow. I'll tell you this. So looking at the contract Michigan State's football
1: coach got, maybe, maybe you, <laughs> you chose the wrong road, huh? Well, you know, that's a quick story, but... I, for people that know anything about my past and my history, is I had a pretty successful football career in college, and basketball, my grade point average was higher than my scoring average every year, so that tells you how much basketball I really played. And But, you know, in Bowling Green, Ohio, out on Highway, highway 75 there, that wind gales, and it's cold, and they didn't have indoor practice facilities when I was playing, and I, the thing that the reason I chose basketball was two reasons. We had 125 people on the football team, and as a head coach, the only reason I really knew our head coach is because I was the punter and I also kicked off and kicked field goals and things like that. So I had to go over to the offensive field for special teams, and that's where he always was. And you know, so I had interaction with him for the special teams. But on the defensive side of the ball, you know, my position coach was the guy I really knew, and I I wanted to be able to have interaction. There's 15 players on a basketball team, not 125, and that was one of the reasons I leaned towards basketball, and the other reason is it's never snowed inside the arena. Not once. And I tell you, playing football in the snow, the first time you do it, it's cool, it's really neat, and then about the 10th time you do it, you know, you really don't like it. <laughs> and yeah. so I didn't, I didn't want to coach like that I wanted, and so that, but one of my... One of my beliefs in, if if I ever do retire, and when I retire, um, I thought that I'd want to coach high school football, because I think high school football is the purest sport there is. I love high school football. When my kids played it, it was, I couldn't wait till Friday nights, uh, the smell of the grass, the, the, you know, fall, fall in Michigan is one of the greatest things there is, a Friday night high school football, there's nothing better, so I've always thought that I might go that route, uh, but you know, I I don't don't know if I will retire. I'll probably die on the sidelines, so <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I know that I know that might make some people unhappy, but <laughs> what can, the heck.
0: Can, your questions here on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. This is a great campy show live at RJ's pub in Rochester Hills. Golden Grizzlies compliance coach tweets one at us here. So you gotta be sharp with this one. The Big Ten sponsored a proposal that would allow all sports to use a one time transfer exception. Do you support that idea and do you think there would be any unintended consequences or side effects that coaches or student athletes or people in general haven't thought of?
1: Well, If I give the answer that I really believe, then I'll be looked at as archaic and old guy and old school and that, so, you know, sure, do it. I mean, um, I'm to the point now that if you come to Oakland and you don't want to be here, leave. I don't don't want you here. If you don't want to be here, you don't want to play for Oakland, Oakland is a very special place it has a tradition rich athletic department many sports are tradition rich our basketball program is very tradition rich and you came here because of that and if you don't like it and you don't want to stay and you want to go somewhere else go ahead and go and you know I'm gonna patch on the back and say enjoy and the next guy I, it's a privilege to play basketball at Oakland University I do think that um, that rule will turn a school like ours who, you know, we we develop our players. It's very, sell- I mean, how many freshmen of the year have we ever had? You know, if you really think about it, Kay Felder, can you name another guy that's ever been freshman of the year in the 36 years that I've been doing this?
0: No, because I've noticed with the freshmen, they're typically point guards, and you either toss them the keys to the car, and they, they do it for four years, or they don't right off the uh, bat Jonathan
1: Jones might have been freshman of the year he, I don't know I don't remember but there's very few freshmen that that w- there's very few guys that we recruit that are that great that they come in and they make a huge difference on our team our players are usually developed in overtime and over time and in this day and age where kids don't want to wait we're going to lose kids we're going to lose some this year I have it's going to happen because they don't want to wait they, they don't they they're in a they grow up now, they're on this seventh grade AAU team and if they don't like that coach or they don't get to play the minutes they want they find the next team where they can go and then they find the next one and that's just the kids coming through today that's what they've gone through and so they're not gonna you know they're not gonna um, you know Drew Valentine was the captain of our team and I wanted to redshirt him his freshman year and he ended up playing about four minutes a game his freshman year. In his senior year, he said, why didn't you make me redshirt? You know, why didn't you make me? Because you you come up, you learn, you play behind really good players, you learn from them, and you move forward. Brad Brechting, Xavier, neither of them. They played some minutes as freshmen, but not enough. They, if they had come in this day and age, they'd have left too. You know, so my fear is that, you know, we're going to develop a kid and then they're going to leave because... All the outside noise around them is going to tell them to leave. That, in in the truth of the matter, is the guys that leave it usually doesn't work out. You know, they they don't get what they're searching for. Uh, but I think to sit here and say no, don't do that. It, it doesn't matter. It's going to get done. You know, it, it's just going to get done. It's going to happen. They're going to be allowed to one-time transfer. And uh, so I'm on board with it. If that's what's going to happen, fine. And we're going to have to. I'm not going to re-recruit my team. Now, a lot of mid-major coaches are saying, we're going to have to re-recruit our players. We can't do this. I'm not going to re-recruit them. If you, if you don't want to be here, then leave. Go f- find your greener grass or whatever you're searching for, go. Because it's a privilege to play at Oakland University. And that's the kids I want here. Does your system
0: come into play with that, too, coach? I mean, you, you look at the statistical champions uh, that you produced, and earlier today I did a, a, a podcast with Courtney Scott, and we were we were talking about that. I mean, the, the players and the accolades that have come through there. Did, does your system give you extra confidence with that, too?
1: Well, Travis Bader was recruited like you can't believe for as a graduate transfer. He could have gone anywhere in the country. And he stayed at Oakland because he knew he was gonna be able to shoot 300 threes his senior year and he's gonna go somewhere else and that's not gonna happen. And so he stayed. You know, we, we went through this year with some guys that left. The stats that they might be putting up versus what the amount of shots they would have gotten here and that aren't the same. And that's, you know, that's factual. That's a factual statement. Yeah. You're gonna. There's you're no opinion there. You want to go up to the next level and stand in the corner and wait to shoot a shot. If somebody passes it to you, then, then you know that's your choice. That that's what you want. But you know our system has been proven that we put up numbers and not this year, but uh, you know we got guys who put up numbers. We we've, we've got more statistics. Say that word statistical, statistical, champions than anybody does. I mean, we've we got six or seven of them on, in the last decade, all in different categories. And, and that's, all, that's we really sell that in recruiting. Yeah, we really sell it. That, that you know, if you're a point guard, the ball's gonna be in your hands all the time. We've had Jonathan Jones led the nation in assist, Kay Felder led the nation in assist, Reggie Hamilton led this country in scoring, Mike Hound was way back then. Wen finished second in the country in scoring. Travis Bader, we know what he did. We also know that on the last day of the season, a guy went eight for eight from the free throw line and passed him by a hundredth of a point. Otherwise, he would have been the national leader in free throw percentage. You know, I mean, it's, you get to put up numbers in our system, and and that's what we recruit to. If they don't want it, move on, go ahead. I'll be watching you, and I'll I'll be cheering for you.
0: More questions with the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. And remember, they, it doesn't have to be tonight. If something pops in your head on a, on a Saturday evening, uh, go ahead and fire that away with the hashtag AskCampy. We get to them all. Uh, a matter of fact, we have a couple of questions from earlier in the week, and these comes from James. Old Valpo fan, you know James comes to the games every now and then. Uh, big shout-out to James, by the way. Huge, huge mid-major college basketball. Fan. Drives up from Indiana, Missouri. Uh, comes up to watch the games from time to time. So we'll give him a, a little bit of slack here because he's got a couple of questions, and he says... Coach, you don't have to use this one if you don't want to, but I seem to remember a certain season that was a lot like this one in terms of wins and losses. That would be, uh, what was that, the 2004-2005 season. Am I, am I right? That one ended pretty well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, James, it did.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, but he had, a, he had a couple more here, and, and I'm really curious to hear your response to this one. Uh, he said the Valpo women's team recently started using a half-court set that made me think of you. The point guard on one side three or four teammates lined up on the opposite side around the three-point line. After a few moments, a coach will call the play and the others start moving. Would you call that a football play, or have you seen it in a men's game, not from out-of-bounds, you know, but as, as you're in the motion of the offense, you know, is, is that a football play? I mean, where did that come from?
1: Have you seen that used? I, I personally have not, but my guess, what he's describing is something like, you know, I, one of the things we do in that out-of-bounds series is we try and bunch them together and like wide receivers, because the NFL and the college football, because of the chuck rule, the bump rule, has had to move their people around and put them in, in basketball. Freedom of movement has been you know, something that's been hard to come by, even though it's supposed to be a point of emphasis. So we're trying to do things to allow freedom of movement, and that's probably what this coach did, and it's probably very smart on what he's doing. And what, and what about that too, Coach? I mean, where did
0: that... Where did that strike you? Because you, you were the first to, to implement that, that that I ever saw. And I watch a lot of college basketball, especially West Coast basketball. But, you know, that was I the first the time th- I had th-
1: ever seen it. I think there's two things, you know. I think there, in my 40 years of coaching, I think there's two things that we've done that have been original ideas. Every 9 million of the other things we did has always been stolen from somebody. And the two things, the two original ideas are the out-of-bounds football action and then not putting anybody on the free throw line, you know. And I got heavily criticized for that for a long time. And now, if you watchers, there's, there's a lot of people not putting their guys on the free throw line, and, and the the analytics proved it's probably the best thing to do. Um, but you know, we, I I worked for a guy in the '70s that was really into analytics and way before its time, and he taught me a lot of things. And so I, I'm a big believer in in the percentages and the analytics and. Uh, of what we do is based on those things. Uh, So that's where that all came from.
0: And and to break that down the explanation of it is the guys don't have to run back down the floor. Like When you shoot free throws, the guys stand on the block, the chances of them getting a rebound
1: versus the amount of space they save from running down the floor. No. We are always a good free throw shooting team until this year. And I I'm thinking that maybe we should put people on the line now, but I don't anyways. But let's say you make 75% of your shots. You shoot 100 of them. That means you have 25 misses. Free throws are rebounded to the offensive team on about a 1 to 5. Every 5 times a free throw is shot, the offense may get the rebound. So that's 25. That's 5 offensive rebounds in 100 free throws versus th- the analytics of what teams score against you when you have five guys back set and ready to defend and you take transition basketball out of it you score you you defend way more successfully um than you do when you're in transition and so by putting everybody back the team's coming up and they've got to play you five on five and you know if you watch our michigan state game if you watch any of our games we're really good on defense. Where we get hurt is in transition or rebounding. But our base defense, five on five, is really, really good. And so we wanna do what we're really good at as much as we can. So that's why we've always put our guys back so that you have to guard you have to come up and score five on five.
0: Yeah, so essentially they don't have to run back defensively and get caught yeah. out of position and those types of things. So yeah, yeah. it really is
1: revolution You say that happened in the
0: seventies, huh?
1: The anal- analytics. Yeah, it, well, the, my guy, the guy I worked for that gave me my first job, he was uh, way ahead of his time in, in points per possession, called what we call offensive efficiency, our OER, DER turnover rate. You know, that I and listening to him tell the story of going, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to spend a dollar and if 30, I take 33% of it and throw it away before I buy my Twinkie. You know, uh, that's what we talked about. Then now it's a hundred dollars, but <laughs> in the 70s, a dollar and 30. If you turn the ball over 33 percent of the time, that means you only have 77 cents or 67 cents. I'm not good at math. Right. Um, but you still have the Twinkie, though, right? Yeah.
0: Well, that's all that matters.
1: But, but you could have had 10 Twinkies, and now you only got eight. Over the course,
0: yeah, over the course of a month, yeah, you could have had a lot more Twinkies. No question about. it. We'll take our final break. When we come back, we'll take a look ahead at this weekend: Cleveland State, Youngstown State in town at the arena. Coming back with the final segment of the Greg Campy Show. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills.
1: Right now, employee lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2017 Dodge Journey for 269 dollars
0: a month. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this, I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you?
2: Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars. Having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services
0: offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com.
2: Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies.
0: Welcome back to the Great Campy Show, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, final segment of the show as we roll through February and Coach got what one more regular season show left up here at RJ's because the following week we're on the road for the final weekend of the regular season and
1: uh it's been a lot of fun yeah we we can't do a Wednesday night one well we could I guess it, yeah. but you got to got to see how things shake out well we'll be playing on Tuesday for people who don't know that how the tournaments working this week this year I mean Let's go over that for you. Yeah. Um, one and two, the number one seed and the number two seed automatically go to Indianapolis, so they're they're in the final four, and the other eight teams play for the two spots to go play them. Right now, there is no confirmation on Detroit on whether they're eligible or not. Um, they've appealed their APR ban. I had heard they'd won the appeal, but as of two days ago, they have not heard whether they've won the appeal or not based on uh, some conversations that have been had with league office and things like that. Um, Everybody hopes that they do get in. Uh, I think everybody does. Uh, You don't want anybody from your league. You don't want players missing out. But if they do get in, then three will play ten at home, four will play nine at home, five will play eight at home, six will play seven at home, and then there'll be four winners. Those four winners will then be reseeded on Thursday. So you will play on Tuesday, and then on Thursday, let's say eight wins or or one of the road teams wins three the lowest seed left will then play the highest seed left so they reseed it so if three wins and let's say nine beats four three will play nine not the five and then four or five will have to play the six seven winner and then the two teams that win those games on thursday go to indianapolis and the number one seed will play the highest seed. It's not there's no bracket. They'll play the highest seed. So let's say let's say we win four of our last six games and we end up seven and 11, that will probably make us eighth. All right? Ugh. So we win, and then we win again. Probably we would be the highest seed there. We would play the number one seed. Um,
0: in Indianapolis.
1: In yep. Indianapolis. So that's how it's. every round is reseeded, so that's how it'll work. Um, obviously, our goal is to win all six games, and if we get to 9-9, nine and nine, we'd probably be 4th or 5th, most likely 5th, because we'll lose tiebreakers because we haven't beaten Wright State or uh, – Northern kentucky. northern kentucky so there's a chance we could lose all the tiebreakers which would drop a. you know if we're nine and nine we'll, there'll probably be three teams that are nine and nine that'll be fourth fifth and sixth so i would think we would get one home game and then we'd probably have to go on the road for the thursday game so that that's the way it looks you know that's a that's a tall order for us to have to win those six games but why not you know why not so we'll, we'll just take them one at a time and see how we do
0: and speaking of one at a time, that starts tomorrow with Cleveland State in the arena. Golden Grizzlies with tip time at seven o'clock on there, and we hope to see everybody out at the arena. And then on Saturday as well, Youngstown State Alumni Day. Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the the alums for the Golden Grizzlies basketball program will be in the house. We got a good lineup stacked up for that. It's gonna be a fun weekend, Coach.
1: Yeah, we got throwback uniforms for Saturday, and they came in today, and I wasn't very happy with them, so. But you're gonna see a lot of leg. <laughs> 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 these shorts are shorts. Uh, they're sh- they're really short. Well,
0: well coach, though, you know things have things have turned kind of going back it's to going, that now. It is
1: going back to that, but these shorts are really short. I mean, it's <laughs> this is 70s, 80s short. It's John the, Stockton. Uh, yeah, they're short. And the only thing I don't like about them is they put, you know, back in those days there there weren't uh, patterns on the. Uh, you know, the, the NBA had some goofy-looking uniforms, but college uniforms were just piping on them. And the company couldn't do the piping at the cost we wanted to do it on, so they put some lines on them, and they, it, I, I'm not happy with the lines. They look too modern. But they're that old. The Vegas gold? No, they're that old yellow-yellow. They're, they're really old-fashioned. I mean, they're, you're going to tell by the color that they're old, but... Uh, just the pipings a little different but those are short uniforms
0: you, you say like the yellow like like the old library book that you you open up like the the pages a like mustard. that the like mustard the mustard type yellow. okay yeah, very I gotcha. mustard
1: looking i got
0: gotcha. you so. but cleveland state tomorrow coach you know obviously you guys will look to replicate what you did in the game at cleveland you know it'll be a slugfest right
1: well they're they're inside oriented team just like we are um, you know, Rashad's going to play against his, his old school, so that's going to be interesting, and there'll be a lot of emotion there, um, from him, and, you know, we've got to curb that emotion, we got to understand why we're playing the game, um, we've got to be able to guard in the post, and, and that we did a really good job of that at their place, and we scored in the post against them at their place, and Lampman had a good game that night, he made three or four threes against them, and that opened it up, and allowed X and Brad to do some things, so... Rashad and and Blake and uh, whoever have got to make a few outside shots early so that, you know, we can get inside.
0: Absolutely, and then uh, you don't want to replicate what happened on Saturday when Youngstown State comes in. You probably want to replicate about 39 minutes and 55 seconds of that game, but not the last five seconds, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean... The Youngstown's in third place right now they're seven they and got five, going. and they're, they're yeah. playing really well and good players you know I think it'll be a really good game for us it, it'll it'll be a measuring stick game for us you know it, uh, it, a lot can happen before then I mean who knows what's going to happen with their game at Detroit and that so I, I can't really look that far ahead to that I just know they're a good basketball team and we got to talk about it because it's part of the show but um, guarding that point guard is going to be a very difficult task and uh, they've got some really good outside big guys that can shoot from the perimeter. We got guard out a little better than we did the first time, um, but we really played a good basketball game there. We just, you know, we had a one-point lead with six seconds to go, and we couldn't finish it. You know, coach, what about that too? That that second game I've noticed in Horizon League
0: play, in particular, and, and really across the country. But that that second game of the road trip, it's it's always tough for, for that for that road team, you know, just given the the nature of how compact the games are you play thursday night then you roll over to saturday afternoon it's a it's a tall task for the road team isn't it
1: yeah sometimes i mean IUPUI i played their best game of their season against us on a second yeah. game those two kids you know i mean you guys were at the game I we guarded those two kids as good as you can they just made unbelievable shots and you know you have a kid get 39 and a kid get 33 or whatever it was you know so I think you're right, but in the same token, it doesn't always work out that way. Yep. And we, we're at a situation we got to take them one at a time, and and we got to start piling some wins together. We've won two in a row one time this year. That that's unheard of, and we've got I know you keep saying that stat, and I, I can't believe it every time you say it.
0: But you go back through the list, and that is the case.
1: We were three and one. We had won two games. We won one, lost one, won two in a row. We were three and one, and hasn't happened since. So. You know we've got we got to put a couple wins together
0: final minute or so of the show here coach what, what else you got I ate at
1: Tony Pacos last night
0: I saw yeah I saw that on to- you you are
1: you are a hot dog enthusiast wow that uh, how many people in here have never eaten at Tony Pacos you have to do it sometime in your life you're driving down 75 going through Toledo you gotta take 280 and get off on Front Street. Everybody saw the show MASH, right, when you were young? I mean, Corporal Klinger talked about Tony Packles all the time. If you like Hungarian hot dogs, and it's really a hot dog with a Hungarian flair, it's unbelievable. They're stuffed cabbage. They're, it's just a tremendous place to eat. You've got you to do it sometime. It's something that's very important. I got there at 5 minutes to 10. Closes at 10 o'clock and i looked at the guy I go i drove a long wave can i come in and he goes come on so well coach it's funny whenever
0: you know whenever we get a spare moment on the show what does it always circle back to man <laughs> enjoying life That's yeah. what it circles. <laughs> is that, is that back what it is the, yep, the foods enjoying about enjoying life it, the foods about enjoying life there's no question about that well we hope the golden grizzlies fans enjoy life this weekend inside the arena again tomorrow night cleveland state seven o'clock saturday night youngstown state 3 o'clock as well. A big thank you to Keisha Blanton, the acting head coach for the women's basketball team, for coming out. Big thank you to everybody out here uh, as well for coming out. You guys make the show incredible, man. You guys really do, and uh, give you a lot of credit. So, for the coach, Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Live at RJ's Pub, it's a Greg Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later. Thanks for listening to The Greg Campy Show. Tune in again next week at 7 on your exclusive home for the Golden Grizzlies. Detroit's
1: 1130,
0: WDFN The Fan. A teddy bear that will shred you to
3: pieces with his lyrical hot takes.
1: This is really garbage for garbage. And not a lot of people